It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Look after your skin with Swiss Men's Skincare range from Chemist Warehouse, starting from 879. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Izzy and Kempe for breakfast, SCNZ Wednesday, Thursday, 31st of August, coming up to the end of the month, end of August, heading into September, and our spring is upon us, because wow, it was a beautiful, cracking bluebird day down here in Christchurch, Auckland Tahi, got out there and got about my mahi Kempe. Morena to you, Kempi. Good to be back in Okalangi, mate. Auckland. Okalangi. Tamaki Makoto. Tamaki Makoto. Yeah, boy. Awesome. Good to be back here. Wasn't so nice up here yesterday, is it? It was freezing, mate. We had that southerly coming up. You know, the sun's shining, eh? The wind was blowing from the from Dunedin. It was coming over your house and picking up all that cold <laughs> air, mate, and dropping it off up here at Tamaki. So. Um, yeah, What's mate. Freezing? Good to be back in. Good to be back in the in the studio. Although the kitchen's getting a little bit light on us, the boys abandoned us. Louis off to good oil. Yeah. Kez is. I think he's finally realised that he's Excuse Steffi's me. son. Hello, hi, hey, do oh, you live oh, here? There's Louis. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. So his kid's gone. His kid's gone. 
You should see you should see Kimpy this morning, the big sook. He doesn't have his little pet kids here, so he comes and sits in the studio and just ignores Joe and me for Man, the whole I'm, morning. I'm, I'm, broken, I'm broken hearted, Kez is in here. <laughs> he, me and Kez every morning, Kez. we do the quiz, we're just chatting away. <laughs> doing zero work. And I actually I actually saw that when he te- contact, contacted me yesterday. He was he was like Hey, you know, um, I'll see you in a, I'll see you in a couple of weeks, and I was like, yeah, yeah. I was just brushing it off, but I was going, yeah, whatever. <laughs> then I get it here, and he's like, nah, man, see you, in, see you in a couple of weeks. I'm not coming in. So, what is it about Robbie, Joe, and me, Kimpy? What, 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 what don't we have that Kiz has that um, you're, you're missing? Uh, but a smile. That's the first one. Um, mm. The quiz. He's a nice. That's the second. He's a nice kid. Yeah. Well, the quiz has been done, mate. Yeah, I'll see that. It's an easy one too. So if anyone's listening and you want to go into the draw to the quiz to get to the Gold Coast, mate, it's a simple one today. Kez hasn't got it. My mate, he's gone a little bit. So I'm just like, where are you going next, Joe? Kez, Kez will be back, mate. He's, he's just gone for a few days. He's actually taking his first holiday since he started because um, oh, we worked okay. so hard in the kitchen, yeah. Uh, well, he does most of the work, so... Who's that other bloke sitting next to you? It's uh, Robbie. Oh, it is. It's... Hey, Robbie. Jeez. Hey, guys. Kimpy, you're on a heater this Robbie morning, the Pope. mate. Robbie the Pope. Anyone else you want to sledge? <laughs> I'm just getting warmed up, boys, today. Big day for me today, mate. Big day. Can't wait. Oh, I know, Kimpy. I know it's a huge day for you. And, well, end of the show, we're going to hear all about that. 8.40ish. Kimpy, run it straight. A whole hour... With Cameron George, look, uh, just just tell me in a few words, how did you get that over the board? Uh, uh, yeah, over over the line, mate. Oh, uh, Sam, Sammy Hewitt has to take um, a lot of the credit because we we chased Cameron. I think he was just heading up to Aussie for the those last two games. Penrith, the Cowboys, were chasing him that week, and we just continued continued chasing like you know the boys do. They do a really good job. All the the boys when they're chasing guests for us and, and Sammy was no different. He said yesterday, he contacted me yesterday morning, he said Cam's coming in. So I think it's really, really good that Cam's coming in and, and mm. wants to sit mm. down with us and have a chat. Um, yeah, yeah, that'll be, be really interesting. Big week, apparently sold out uh, Mount Smart. You know, they are, the, they are the best team in New Zealand. We must remember that. Haven't lost on New Zealand soil oh, once, only once this year. So, <laughs> so sorry, as I had to throw that one in. <laughs> but yeah, no, we've oh. just got to talk about how great the Warriors are, really. Nice, Kim. I can't <laughs> wait to see that other side of you. I'm running it sh- and listen to you and and see all the all the social snippets coming out of of you and Cameron George just sitting there like brothers in arms. I can't wait. 8.40ish, we'll hear from Kempi a bit more in depth of what he wants to ask and, and what, what kind of lead-ins he wants to go into it with. Cameron George on his show, Run It Straight, this afternoon with Sammy Hewitt. Before then, though, Kempi, we've got a big morning. We're going to talk some winter games. The winter games is taking place down in central Otago with many of our superstar boarders and skiers taking part. Martin, Marty Toomey is the Winter Games' chief executive, and he will have a yarn with us this morning after 7 o'clock. Great to see Alice Robinson winning the yellow jersey yesterday in the giant slalom. So she's back in the winner's circles. And uh, we'll have a chat to him about later on. Uh, Halfpipe takes place on Thursday, I'm pretty sure. So a few more events happening. 450 athletes, 26 countries back in New Zealand, whereas I think it was 2020 they had. 
21 athletes. So a bit of normality is coming back to the skiing world, and wow, it's only fitting. Lots of snow down there. How good. Uh, I actually seen Alice Robinson when I was last uh, down in Queens, uh, Queenstown at Coronet Peak, and I was like, I'll follow her up. I was, you know, she had a bag helmet on with Robinson on the back, and I was like, wow, she looks like a, sh- a bloody wizard down there. So I went down there, and I went to follow her down. Gone. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, I can't keep up with her. She's too fast for me. So she was gone, but, mate, she's, uh, she's a bloody wizard on those skis. But, yeah, looking forward to Chen Tamari. Following that, we're going to talk some rugby lads. 85kg final. The GF is taking place this Saturday in Hamilton. Curtain raiser. Curtain raiser to the game. All Blacks v Argentina. Your um, southern bush pigs. We spoke to them last year. Uh, you went uh, on, Kempi, but they had a quote and they had a saying. Trust your pig. <laughs> Trust your pig. <laughs> so, it was one of the great chats. One of the great chairs. General manager of the Bush Peaks will join the show, uh, Andrew James, and uh, as they prepare for the decider this weekend. And then follow that, we're going to talk some cricket, boys. We're going to talk to Mitchell McLean again. Uh, we're going to talk to him about, uh, he's a, wow, he's a fast, former fast bowler on a crypto track. We're going to talk to him about BBL. Uh, obviously, Colin de Gronholm, being a naughty boy, heading over. He's a centralised contracted player, and he's heading over and, uh, going to take part in the BBL. you got Trent Bolt turning down a contract to head over and, and uh, spend time, more time with his family and, well, put his priorities other places. So we've got a big show, lads. Big, big show. But before then, boys, before then, yesterday, play the song, Louis. Play the song. Country Clues, play it. <sighs> no. Can't be. Ah, boys, 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 boys. I don't know where to begin. I am, I am fed up. I am Roger Federer, fed up. I've just had an absolute enough of this lifestyle block. This lifestyle living. This life that many want to do, many want to be a part of, many want to feel. I've had enough. Beautiful day. I'm out there weeding, everything, pulling out the weeds around the pool. Chuck the robot in the pool, and I'm like, "Go, you good robot. <laughs> Do your mahi. Clean up. Get in there. Make it look beautiful and blue." Anyway, all of a sudden, this robot starts going over a little bump. I'm like, "Am I seeing things?" No, Israel. That's a that's Mount Everest at the bottom of your pool. Oh. Is that robot struggling to go over something? It's a flat pool, boys. Okay, it's flat. Anyway. So what's happened? All the rain has got underneath my pool. And now the sides of my pools, my pool, <laughs> and the bottom of my pool are bursting. It's a So now pool. my pool is... No, now my <laughs> pool has changed shape. Because of all the pressure from the pool and the water uh, underground, that the water levels, obviously we had 200 mils in two weeks, the water levels come through and it started compressing my pool and now my pool is starting to change shape and starting to, um, well, to form. So the guy comes over and I'm like, what do we do, mate? And he goes, she's buggered. <laughs> she's buggered. I'm like, what do you mean she's buggered? 
Well, you know this whole area here? It's gotta go. <laughs> Unbelievable potholes. Oh, boys, I'm done with this lifestyle living, eh? Far out, man. Life I've sentence. just finished getting rid of this other water, and now it's... Oh, anyway. There you go. Yeah, that's, that's, so that's when's the pool um, going? When's it, what, is your bait dropping the digger back to pull it up? I'll send some photos. I'll send some photos. I'll check it out. It's um, it's pretty yuck. Oh, never it's crazy. I, I haven't seen it because it's like when it's sunny, you can only really notice it. And then it was sunny yesterday, and I was like, anyway, it's just one of those problems, eh? When you lifestyle, I just didn't expect that. But we've just had so much water and so much rain that apparently, um, underneath the the ground, like this, the because when we dug it, we didn't hit the water le- um the water level, whatever it's called, and um. Now it's just risen and oh, it's a disaster, buds. Disaster is a major, but um, you know, we'll get through it. There's a lot more worse off people out there than me. I'm just dealing with a bloody water slope sogged. It's got to go somewhere. It's got to go somewhere. It's all that water that's running through your place. You know, you see all the roads eroding oh. down there in, in the South Island with yeah. all that rain that's happening. So Mate, to move your pool, you must have a big pool of water underneath your house. I hope it doesn't go through your floor in your house, start to take the shape of your house out. Oh, imagine <laughs> that. I'm not surprised we didn't float away, but yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy situation. But that's that's it. That's life sentence block. Hey, Tim, it's not a life sentence, not a lifestyle, brother. Life sentence. <laughs> Never mind. Life sentence, not a lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, you did right there. Was that a warranty? Is that, is that pool still under warranty? Ah, uh, insurance. Uh, yep. It's insurance, so it's uh, it's a major. It's a major. Because, um, you know, that truck's got to... Oh, man, I don't even want to get started off. Yeah, it's, it's annoying. Anyway. But there I'll you go. On, That's my uh, country clues for the day. Too. Start the morning. <laughs> we'll try and get a summer out of it. One more summer out of the pool, mate. Yeah. i done with this place. How's <laughs> it gone? Pool. Um, yeah, I'm moving out. Apartment. Hello, Apartment. where are you moving? Yeah, moving mate, store, do you want to be on moving to our spare bedroom? And, yeah, oh. sprayed in, mate. Go, go, join the movement. Um, yeah. yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's that's quite tough there, is he? Nah, it's not, it's not tough, it's just annoying. But anyway, what are you lads doing? Oh, Kempi's in charge. Wednesday, fill up. Uh Mate, I forgot to mention yesterday, but um, I wanted to make, do a big shout-out to my mate Kevin Edel. His boy mate made his debut for Cronulla on the weekend, KL Edel, um, on the wing, which was massive news. I, I was only going through social media last week and saw him ring his mum up, Tina, um, Kev being one of my be- best mates, and just watched that interaction between KL and his mum and then got his dad on at the end of it saying, hey, Dad, you know, I've finally made it. And I just, I text Kev straight away and said, oh, mate, you know, remember that? <laughs> well, I actually texted him. I said, mate, remember that when you first made your debut for Wigan? You know, and I went, and then I said, oh, no, you know, you can't remember that, how good that was because Allery Hanley, Andy Goodway and Sean Edwards made sure they looked after you. And he sort of laughed. And, um, yeah, just a big shout-out to, to Kev and Tina and their boy, um, KL. Such, so cool, man, when you see blokes that you played with and their sons coming through or their daughter you know and, and all these athletes or even if their daughters are coming through and they're they're sort of replicating what their parents did um 
So yeah, he's uh, he's sort of sent through a text that he's pretty proud and proud of the young fellow at a good club, um, KL over there. So we might hear that that name bouncing around for a little bit longer. The Edel name, mate, still uh, still kicking it in the in the top of the NRL. Beautiful, Kempi. Awesome. Now you're dead right, eh? When you when you grow up and you see these young kids, and it just reminds you of the horse game, doesn't it? The genetics that they uh, take over. Not doesn't always happen like that. But um, it'll be interesting to see, like, this young little Rippick team I'm in with a couple of the boys' kids in it. It'll be interesting to see one kid, I reckon. It was Freddie Whitlock. I reckon this little uh, Luca Taylor, man. Ooh, he's a little little nugget. He's really good. He's only four years of age, and uh, he's already carving up the five-year-old. So, that awesome, awesome story, Kempe. And, yeah, congratulations. And we'll watch that name with uh, with interest. But, but Louis, today, we, I promised you, I was just trying to take a, a rest during the week. And what did I do yesterday? I had a little little bit left over in the tab account. And I, you know the tab, Because my mate was here from Gizzy yesterday, and he's like, mate, tell Louis, thank you. Tell Louis, thank you. Oh. He got me a got me a quarry. Quarry. He's like, you know that quarry app on the good oil? You can just go on and push on this quarry thing and I'm like, Yeah, he's like, Yeah, pushed on that on the week and won five hundred and eighty bucks. I was like, Wow, man, <laughs> off twenty. So he, he was fizzing, my mate from, from Gizzy, he loves it and he's like, Mate, I was like, What's a quarry? He's like, I'll just go on there, it explains it all to you. So I went on, I just did like a little random multi in the TAB and and I got riveted on the last league again. But that's okay, but yeah, Quaddy, mate, you got some supporters out there. Eh? You got some supporters out there, mate. Well, that's good news for the Quaddy app. I don't think it must, he mustn't have followed my Quaddy over the weekend. I don't think, I don't think, I think I was out in the first league. I think I was one league short again, and it was the first league this time. Um, so mm. there you go. But no, nah, Quaddy's a great way to play the last four on the card. Um, and yeah, you go into the pool, and, and hopefully you can pick the numbers that not many other people have picked. And yeah, this is the Quaddy app. Download that at your app store and you can go find what Clado's tipping, what Mickey G's tipping, myself. We'll get you tipping Quaddies into there, Izzy, as well. Um, well, I just don't really understand it, but you'll be able to explain it to me when we have a bit more time. But yeah, oh, he was trying to explain it. He's like, no, get Louis to explain it. I was like, oh, yeah, I might get him to explain it on here because not many probably know about it, too. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great one. Why don't we do a little Quaddy 101 with. Um, well, yeah, I can do it. There'll be someone better than me to do it, though. We'll, we'll get a punter on to do a Quaddy 101 sometime. Maybe later on in the week, and essentially it's just the four last races on the card, and you pick as many runners in those races as you want. And the idea is you want to get your percentage as high as possible as the quaddy pool. So it's a little bit different to fixed odds punting. It's more it goes on those tote pools in the pool, and um, yeah. But essentially, it's can you pick the winner where other people haven't, and you want to get the ones that are paying juicy odds like Good Oil, closing off at about twenty three bucks, so I think it was in the weekend. All right, let's quickly let's uh, let's crack through. Can't wait. Question of the day. Lots of people wanting to talk about All Black selection today, but we're going to wait until tomorrow to do that because uh, team naming Thursday, and hopefully we're going to chat to a named All Black tomorrow as well, Izzy, which will be good, so we can play that out on Friday morning. But I am wondering, on the rugby theme, Canterbury North Harbour tonight, who's the best team in NPC? What are we, four or five weeks in? Who is the best team in NPC? 0800-150-811. Double eight, double three. Who is the team right now that you go? Yeah, 
that's the one. And it doesn't have to be the top of the, the pops, you know. It's not just about points. Who's got the squad, the game plan, the coach, the players that are just looking like they are going to be the dominant force towards the pointy end of the NPC season. We'll do a little bit of rugby like this at 21 minutes past 6 o'clock here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Come through on the Ken Arts phone. I'd love to hear from you. Who's the best team in NPC? 26 past six, who is the best team in MPC? And if you were wondering, yeah, we'll do a little update on Izzy and Kempe's MPC selections. <laughs> uh, Izzy's closed the gap a little bit. It's uh, 88 to 70 in Kempe's favour. So he's, I think you've closed the gap by about two points. So you're up. You're still on the hunt. You're still on the hunt, Daggy. That's all right. That's all right. That's a uh, long Hawks way to go. Hawks Bay helped you on the weekend. Yes, they did. Hey, getting up over North Harbour. The top of the odds, odds too, aren't they? The top of the odds of Hawke's Bay. Mm, We're top of the table on 18 points in the odds conference with Waikato in second. And then you got Auckland Canterbury on uh, uh, top of the Evans conference. Uh, If if I'm on my team, Louis? Yeah. Canterbury. I think Canterbury uh, are just. They obviously slipped up against Taranaki. But, man, they have got a squad. They have got so much depth in there and quality throughout. So I think it's Canterbury's to lose at the moment. That's, that's my take, Kempe. You? Uh, yep, I, I agree with you. But I think if anyone can upset them, it's Auckland. So, you know, they've got a they've got a decent squad as well. And they had a good, decent year last year. Um, mate, Canterbury have just, they're always there or thereabouts, aren't they? Even if they do slip up against Taranaki, down at Pukekota Park, they uh, they come out the following week and and towel up Tasman, so yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. But I think if there's anyone that can upset them, I think it's the Tamaki boys. I think Auckland Auckland could probably do it. All right, let's go to the Kenata phone line. Uh, Brett is in Huntley. G'day, Kazi Brett. What's up, mate? Obviously, these fellas can't read the table. There's only one undefeated team, the defending <laughs> champions. We already smacked up Hawks Bay here, 32 all. Come on, mate. Waikato, nah, they are looking good. They are looking solid, but nah, nah, they're second. They're second, so yeah, one point. (laughs) But in the implicit, like, far out, like, watching teams like Northland, Counties, North Harbour, even when Hawks Bay played us in that first round, Hawks Bay are huge. Their pack is humongous, Dagger. Yeah, yeah, now they are. You, it's pretty even, isn't it, Brett? Like you look at like yeah. Northland, they are they are playing extremely well. You got bad plenty on that day at Otago. Uh, it's a, it's a great competition. It's pretty. There's no like one team like there's there's dominating. They're all pretty good. Counties counties are just getting into the scraps mm. now um, yeah. with the, with their forwards, and you know they're not relying on razzle dazzle of the outside backs to drag them through games. Mm. They're getting into the fights. Riley Horhep is just putting them in real good positions. But yeah, I love watching Northland at the moment. Outstanding, uh, Brett. Appreciate your call there at 29 minutes past six. We've got Joe on the line. Joey, we'll just wait. We'll just get through uh, some news and sports headlines and get to you because you want to check Cam George as well. And we're going to need more than 30 seconds to hear about that idea. Say, who is your who is the best team in NPC? It's my can't wait question of the day. Double eight, double three. Why has nobody come through on the Temper Bed Post text machine? Where are you, good provincial rugby folk? 
barracking for your side because Izzy's right. Canterbury's depth in their squad is awesome. It's their storm week at the moment. North Harbour tonight, and hopefully they can tune them up and keep forging on. Strange, we might look back at that game in Taranaki and think it was pretty weird, but we'll see. We will see. It's a long season to come. (laughs) Here is Aroha at the News for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Some sports headlines with Bunnings after that. SCNZ, we're 26 and seven and a half away from 7am this morning. Plenty going on, covering lots of sport here. Richie comes through with some sports headlines of his own. Have you seen that Tafane has been retired? Yes, Richie, I had seen that. So off to stud with you, Long. Now, good on her. What an amazing career and congratulations again, Gordy Cunningham and everyone involved in the Tafane story. What a wonderful mayor she has been. Right, at Bunnings Trade, helping businesses is our trade. We're here to make your job easier because helping business is our trade. And of course, it's the Bunnings NPC this year, isn't it? And they do a fantastic job there with their sponsorship. Well, Cam Smith and Joaquin Neiman, they are Gonski. So, Rory, you might have your FedEx Cup fill up, but the man with the Claret Cup slash jug is having a big fill up as well over at Live Golf. Cam Smith and Pinners, they are off, and they are very excited about their future being in comms with good Sam Pinfold this morning. Uh, Very excited about what the future offers and just great to have some clarity around uh, what their future and where their future holds. So they're playing a lot of golf over the next two months. The Live Tour is going to dominate September. The PGA Tour dominated August. But watch out for the LIV Tour throughout September. They've got events in um, Boston, Chicago, Bangkok, I'm pretty sure, as well. And you're going to have a lot of the last 30-odd major winners lining up. So don't think that people won't watch it. The US Open of Tennis is on right now, and we have... Carlos Alcaraz cruising through his first round matchup against Baez. Today, a little bit later on, Rafael Nadal gets his first round underway at 11am against an Australian. And yesterday, Serena Williams, well, the last dance continues for Serena over in Queens, the Queen of Queens, as they call her. 26 away from seven. There's some sports headlines. Izzy, you got your mate Joe on the line. Morning, Joe. He wants to talk some NPC and Cam. George, what do you got, mate? Uh, his commiserations about their tough lifestyle living uh, and you know, your pool going up like that. It's, <laughs> I'm just going to, you know, go right from the heart here. I and knew you know, were, I'm, 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 I knew you'd love that, Joe. Oh, I knew you'd I've got an insurance mate for you if you need one, though. Oh. Okay, I've got insurance mate. Cash, cash only. But, um, okay, listen, uh, what do you got? Let's <laughs> Kimby. Where's my email, Kempi? Where's my text? Where's my flights? I've just looked on my email, junk mail. I've missed it. I can get up there for 3 o'clock with you. Sit down with Cam. <laughs> Give you some advice. Come on. Come on, mate. Listen. Text the three things through, I need mate. you to text ask Cam. Through. The three things I need you to ask Cam. Development, as we keep talking all year. Strategy. Right. And recruitment. Now, the three things, mate. And I need to hear them. I need to hear them loud. Ah, gee, some of us work for a living, boys. Hey. You know, the reason I get up this early is to listen to you boys, and I'm working seven to seven. Hey, that's how it is. But I listen. The grind. I'll listen. I'll see how it goes. Yeah, mate, we're in the grind. Hey, but um, I'll listen. I will listen, you know, and we'll, uh, we will hopefully listen to Cam George speak some truth right to you, and then we'll record it, 
and then we'll play it back every time something goes awry next year to Cam. Okay, we just need to have an 0800 Cam line. Let's get that <laughs> set up, Kempi. Okay, so we can talk back. We, we ring up Cam. You said it. You said it. It's here. Hey, because you know. We just need a turnaround. And the only reason the Warriors are sold out this week, Kempi, is because Vodafone gave away all the tickets, eh? all 30,000 of them. So, you know, if, if someone like that is behind the Warriors, we're behind the Warriors. I think the last time they did that, they, they sold out and the sponsors bought all the tickets was when they went to the grand final in 2002. Um, I could be wrong, but... Uh, Look, I think that's a really good gesture by Vodafone anyway that they've uh, signed that new deal to, to go through for a couple more years and then mm. have said, right, we've got these tickets. And I think they all went on, um, not on sale, but they all went up for uh, people to grab them on Monday. So some pretty happy people out there getting some free tickets to go to the Warriors this weekend, the last last game of rugby league in this country for a while. Man, it's going to be epic. It's going to be epic. Hopefully they can get the job done. They'll send their name to their squad there yesterday, Kimpy, so... Not um, some new faces we're probably looking at building for next year, but mate, um, they'll, they'll want to come home and, and get another W for their faithful fans. Joe's one of them, and uh, you know, see if they can put some, keep putting some smiles and some faces and head into the off season. We spoke about it yesterday, big off season needed for the Warriors. But there's a question about the World Cup, Kimpy, that that will disrupt quite a lot of the preseason, but um. Yeah, looking forward to it, mate. See what Cam has to has to offer in the afternoon with your run it straight. Yeah, he's he's hit the nail on the head too because a lot of the questions will be around strategy development and recruitment, um, and just what and where they see themselves over over the I guess the last three years, but where they're heading into for the next uh, three. So yeah, look, good on him for coming in, Cam George. It's going to be a an hour with me and Sam and and Joe. Thanks for that. We'll definitely be asking those those questions uh, in around those three points that you make. Back to the Timper Bippo's text line, and we've got mm. Ed <laughs> who says Heartland NPC East Coast beat Mid Canterbury away. I'm still drinking. Yeah, is, stand up, well, Ruatoria. Where are you? Is, is how how good will the East Coast feel about this? They are the most passionate fans, aren't they, Daggy? They are 36 34 up against Nasi Manu. You've got to try for Mid Canterbury. Um, so they'll be very, very. Is Jose happy still about playing? That, but not in. Nah, nah, no. Jose's not still playing. Nah, nah. He's, uh, I don't think he's still coaching, too. I'm unsure on that, that front. But um, good weekend for the coast, actually. Poverty Bay beat Warapa Bush 30 to 26. So Good weekend for the Coasties. Oh, but they definitely will. It will 100% still be going. They'll be celebrating this right to the next game. What day is it? Yeah, Wednesday. You might as well just kick on Wednesday. through to the next year. Just kick on and turn into a tailgate for the next game. Uh, Tim says, Canterbury all day, boys. Morning team, Waikato, Mulu, Les. Yeah, enjoy the uh, milking shed this morning, Les. Tony up the magpie. Yes, Tony. Interesting that you are, you're Tony in Auckland, but you're from the Hawks Bay. Good boy, Bay boy. Go the ma- mighty magpies. That's from Marshy in the Hawks Bay. It is quite incredible what Hawks Bay managed to do year in, year out, Izzy. We do talk about it a wee bit, but it's because mm. you're from there and so smithy. But, man, they, they just have a well-oiled machine. Different head coach this year, Josh Sims, but he's just stepped in. And they've got Brad Weber. They've got senior guys in that squad. Uh, Lincoln McClutchy, those kind of fringe Super Rugby players, which is what makes a really good well, uh, NPC team, if you know what I mean. 
Yeah, they've, they had a few stellar years there, back there with the high school rugby with Hastings boys. You got Fakatava, you got Devin Flanders, you got Lincoln McClutchy, uh, Danny Tuala, Marino Michele too. They all played for the first 15 Hastings boys, and they were stacked. You got Kiriru Symes as well. So they've just had a real good period of, of young kids coming through the academies, and you have to. Um, really appreciate what Hawks Bay have done back there in, in Hawks Bay with the academy and, you know, uh, rep, uh, finding these young players and, and, well, targeting them at a young age and giving them opportunities, but they've also nurtured them and not having thrown them in there early. Um, so it's good to see homegrown talent coming through, but then you've also got people from outside. You've got uh, Walker Leawiri, he's come down from Gizzy, went to Wellington, now he's back home in Hawks Bay. So, yeah, that's what I love, Brad Weber. Good Napier Boys product, so everyone's homegrown, which is which is the great thing. And and you're right, and they've just provided some quality. And they've got the, probably the best fans. You think about it, they sold out. They had seven and a half thousand there on weekend against North Harbour. Uh oh. So you now you've done. You got it. some <laughs> the passionate fans. All right, best fans. They he reckons, eh? Where are the turbos? Where 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 are the rest of you, Ed? The the uh, oh. East Coast fans, come on. Izzy Dag reckons that the Hawks Bay fans are the best ones. Well, tell us if he's wrong on double eight, double three. Are you the <laughs> best fan and who is your team? Good thing that the Hurricanes can then take all those names that you just said, Izzy, and turn them into stars. 19 away from <laughs> 7 this morning. One of life's great mysteries, that one, isn't it? It's 19 away from 7 this morning, and we have got officially, Gimpy, three quizzes to go before the trip to the Gold Coast 500 where I'm folding myself into Izzy's suitcase. Boost Mobile Gold Coast 500 with Willamette Travel. Three quizzes to get yourself in the draw. 0800 150 811. Little $50 TV bonus bet for the Cambridge Synthetic today if you're interested. Give us a call. Come through. Take on the Quizmaster. Questions on your radio, giving you the chance to head to the Gold Coast. Five questions for the win. Supercars on the line. Oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. Your mind. It's Quizzy Dag, give it a go. It's Quizzy Dag, now don't you choke. It's Quizzy Dag, who knows the most. It's Quizzy Dag, we're going to the go-go. Monday, Monday next week, we're doing the big draw for someone to head to the Gold Coast. And we want as many as possible in that draw and well honestly you're not giving us a call yeah man got a chance give us a call every morning right through to monday you know jade from hamilton you're up first morning jade morning brother how are we good mate good 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 luck here we go question number one which two nrl clubs will compete for the zay wallace shield this this weekend 
for the what shield, sorry? Zay. Wallace Shield. Can I get a clue on that one? It's on home soil. Uh, yeah. Warriors and the Titans. <laughs> Warriors and Titans is correct. Question number two. Who is who is this year's AFL minor premier? What team? Geelong. Uh, Geelong Cats, correct. Question number three. Who did Nick Kyrgios beat yesterday in the first round of the US Open? Oh, good luck. Oh, don't like each other. Um, Five, four, <laughs> eight. Say that again. <laughs> Say it again. Kokonakis. Yeah, that's it. Well done. Panasi, Kokonakis. Anyway, question number four. Which racehorse won last year's Cox Plate and has just been retired to stud with a racing injury? Five. Uh, You boys talking about that. Four. Three. Two. One. State of rest. (laughs) 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 Oi. Don't, Jade. Very cool. Hey, Jake, get this one. Get this one. <laughs> Question number five. What year did Sir Bob Charles win the Open? Five. Quicker. Go. Four. Three. <laughs> two. <laughs> one. Hang up. Hang up on him. Hang up on him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jade. Well done. Well done. Ed from Tolaga. Are you still awake? Are you awake? Hey! Up! Up the coast! Up the coasties! Woohoo! Hey, no Googling, Ed. I don't want you to have Googled no. this. Oh, 1963! What? <laughs> <laughs> Royal Listen, St. Hey. Anne. <laughs> yeah. You watched it, eh? You watched it, eh? <laughs> Good man, Ed. Good man. I had to go to work, so I had to stop drinking. <laughs> <laughs> well done. You're in the draw, Ed. I hope you win it, man. I hope you win it. Yeah. I think you'll be a hoot over there. We have to give you a call every day to see if you're still. A- Still awake and still alive. Well, you won't have to go to work, so <laughs> you'll work out what he'll be doing. Gee, he was, you try and you, you can't predict who's going to win this quiz. People always say to me, well, you guys stitch it up for your favourite callers. Nah, there's no way because sometimes nobody gets any questions. There's sometimes today, like Jade, he's got his fingers working fast and you can't catch him out. <laughs> Oh, terrible stuff. All right. Well, thanks to Willamette Travel. Somebody's going to the Goldie 500. Ed snagged himself another bonus bet. Man, you're making the. You should be. You, why are you working, Ed? You should be killing the TAB with all these bonus bets you're collecting. Seven away from seven. We'll try and find something at the Cambo Synthetic a little bit later on. After this, we'll get to the rest of your texts, including someone pumping up the Swamp Foxes.
It is coming up to 7am. Uh, Simon says, how do you get through for Quizzy Dag? Seems like the same people every day. Simon, you just call 0800 811, mate. It's as simple as that. The Kenatai phone line's there for you, and you go in, and we can just order it randomly, and then it depends on who gets the questions right and what order to who that it lands on. So, as I said, it's very unpredictable who gets the questions right and when they do. Right, up the Swamp Foxes. Come on, the Valley. And they won their centenary match on the weekend against West Coast. Red Dog. Good to hear from you, Red Dog. And David's come through. I knew someone from Palmy would come through for you, Izzy. <laughs> Up the mighty turbos. I buy a season membership every year and make the trip to Palmy for home games since I moved to Upper Hut in 2011. Wow. Up the Watu, David, a.k.a. Staffy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is, that is, uh, it's that's Daffy's other little phone number, I reckon, there. Post the most. Steiny's on tap for the boys. Mate, honestly, how good is Heartland, eh? Brings them all out. you got Thames Valley getting up at West Coast, 36-26. Whanua Kapiti going down against South Canary, 53-20. And then the Poverty Bay. North Otago giving Buller a Heidi, 71-10. So, ah, love it. Bit of Heartland and NPC getting us back to where it all began. Getting us excited again for the regional provincial game. Anyway, coming up, we've got Marty Toomey, who's the chief executive for the Winter Games, which is taking place Central Otago at the moment. Looking forward to getting an update from him, see where we're at with the tournament and the success. 450 athletes descending on Central Otago. So looking forward to that. And then we've got Andrew James from the Bush Pigs. But more provincial rugby coming up. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Good morning, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. SCNZ Wednesday, the 31st of August. We're nearly into September, we're nearly into spring, getting some warm weather back and the flowers start to blossom. Ah, I love the warmer years, warmer days, sorry. It's uh, ah, just really boosts the morale. Well, somewhere where it's not very warm is our next guest, and I'm going to... Uh, Rip straight into it. Big hour up, uh, coming up in the next hour. We've got Andrew James for the Bush Peaks, but right now we're going to talk some Winter Games. For the first time since 2019, the Winter Games are back in action in stunning surroundings of Central Otago. The profile of winter sports have grown off the map in the last five years off, off the back of the Olympic success and genuine star power. So the game's 16 events across Alpine free ride freestyle disciplines between the 27th of August and the 11th of September is a crucial event to have back on the New Zealand sporting calendar. Marty Toomey is the CEO of the Winter Games and he's on the line now. Morning Marty, thank you so much for joining us mate. Morena boys, nice to talk to you. Thank you, mate. How's the week been? You're all hard. Obviously, we're on a yeah. Wednesday. How's, how's the week been and how's it looking going forward? Yeah, no, awesome so far. We've had four Alpine events up at Coronet Peak, and they all went really well. So we've got uh, we got away a Super G and some GSs, or two Super Gs and two GS races, and perfect blue skies. They were absolutely awesome, and nice to see, uh, you know, Alice Robinson, Kiwi legend, coming out on top of one of those races yesterday. Um, lots of internationals, which is great for us. As you said before, you know, 2019 was the last time since we had a big show. So awesome to see people back. And then we've got heaps more coming out this weekend. We've got the uh, free ride up at the Remarkables. And then we start four events also at Padrona. So we've got a uh, 
a half pipe event, a slope style event, and then the following week we've got a big year and a park jam. So pretty much everything you could think about, and a great place for uh, you know lots of Kiwis to come and show how good they are against the rest. Yeah, Marty, how how good is it to have that event back on after the um, the break? Lots of pe- are there lots of people there? What's the what's the viewership been like? Yeah, it was awesome the other day up at Coronet Peak on, uh, I'm trying to remember my day, Saturday, for the um, first of the Super Gs. We had hundreds of people lining in the top of the course just waiting for the first athlete to bust out of the gate. I think, uh, you know, that's exactly what you're looking for when you organise an event. You want people to be excited to be there to watch and see some of those stars in action. Mate, the importance of the Winter Games uh, for our, well, next generation to be able to test themselves, mate, it's obviously... Been a difficult time with COVID, but man, we've had some superstars over the year. You got Alice Robinson, Zoe Sadowski, Sinnott. Um, you know, you've, uh, what's the young kid that just in, uh, Finn Billis? Um, and you've got plenty of little young yeah. superstars that have gone over and had some had some success. So, how important is this event to to our next generation? I think that's where it's really important, is it? I think the um, you know people need to be able to get a start in international sport. And being able to do that from home when you can, you know, sleep in your own bed before you go up the mountain and everything just makes life a whole lot easier. So I think, uh, you know, it's huge. It gives, um, we've got some young superstars you may have seen profiled on TV a bit lately, but, you know, 14, 15 years old. And so to actually get up against other Olympians and everything and to actually show what they're capable of, but to do it from the comfort is a, is a big start. And then our program builds over the next few years as we, head towards the Olympics in 2026. So we'll get bigger and bigger events each year so they can actually grow with the events. By the time they get to the big show, they'll be very, very comfortable. Hey, Marty, just talking about that um, that development, like you've been through high-performance sport, the All Blacks, you're now heading into winter sports with a, with a different type of athlete. What's, what's the major difference that you've seen with these young kids compared to the sports people that you've worked with in the past? Yeah, it's a, it's a funny one. It's, um, I guess the, the age is one of those things. <laughs> they're super young, so, you know, they're already at the top of their game when, uh, you know, before they've hit 20 kind of thing, which doesn't happen in too many sports. So you have a lot of interaction between athletes and parents, so it's quite different in those early kind of stages. But I think, I think the big one is just the, uh, particularly in the, I guess, the park and pipe disciplines, those real action sport pieces, the um, camaraderie, you know, competing athletes is something that's quite unique. Hey, uh, we, we're at participation numbers. Um, I know particularly with, with rugby and the, the concussion and parents obviously shying away from contact sport. Do you have the same problems with uh, uh, skiing and, and snowboarding? Because it is a, um, wow. I know those athletes make it look so easy when they're going up there and flipping and I'd be a, a distraught parent if I was watching that. But, mate, where are the participation numbers at for New Zealand Ski? And do you have a lot of funding in behind you to, to be able to help it? Because it wouldn't be cheap, I must say. No, it's not It's not cheap. You know, running the event's not cheap. Uh, Snow Sports New Zealand, the entity that's, you know, the equivalent of NZR, um, is well supported by High Performance Sport New Zealand and some funding partners in there. Um, and then a lot of, I guess it is one of those differences to other sports, you've triggered me there. The, um, a lot of the participation actually takes place through the resorts. 
So the resorts have the ski schools, which give people that introduction to skiing and snowboarding. And then from there, you know, the ones that take up that competitive pathway, they're the ones that really end up with Snow Sports New Zealand and then coming through competing in our events and hopefully heading off to Freeride World Tour or the Paralympics or Olympic Games. So there's, but the numbers are um, they're pretty strong at the moment. The I think the resorts across, uh, certainly across the South Island, are on. You know, they're looking like they're heading towards their best ever season. So there's a lot of people out there skiing and snowboarding. So that bodes well for the future. Alice Robinson won uh, her her event yesterday. So you know, is, is there any other names on uh, the radar that we should be keeping a lookout for? Yeah, look, I think some of the ones that have been really good for people to start looking at, we, we all know the, uh, you know, the Zoe Sadowski Senates and the Nico Porteuses and people that have been to the games and obviously delivered really well there. But it's those young ones. It's the Luke Herald, you know, young fellow taking off in the uh, half pipe on Saturday, who's, as I say, 14 years old. Pretty special to watch in terms of where he's at relative to everyone previously. Uh, Ruby Andrews, who's the reigning junior world champion, another Kiwi. Um, in the women's free ski um, slope style. And then you've got Gustav Lignarski, who's the reigning junior world champion in the halfpipe as well. So, I mean, they're just three young Kiwi names. And then you've got your Cool Wakashimas, your Thimbillises. You know, the, the list rolls on and on and on. So there really are. There's lots of Kiwis and lots of uh, internationals for them to pit themselves against. So uh, the international contingent, uh, have, are they quite strong? Have they brought a lot of strength over to the event too so that our Kiwi um, riders will get a good uh, no nouse where, uh, where they are in the, compared to the rest of the world? Yeah, often in a year after the you know, Olympic Games or Paralympic Games, a lot of the superstars have a kind of a down year. Um, but we've seen really strong teams coming through from Asia. So, I mean, this time around, they haven't done that so much. So we've got you know, a huge number of Olympians, particularly from um, Japan and across the snowboard disciplines, where they're very, very strong. And I guess the advantage is we have snow when uh, half the world doesn't. So if they want to be on snow, uh, they all come down. So there's a lot of people down here training and competing um, and just trying to get as much kind of time on their legs as possible. So, yeah, there are there's some really strong other internationals. Hey Marty, in your previous roles with the High Performance Sport in New Zealand, what what have you uh, made of the Com Games? Did you enjoy watching those? Yeah, look, I enjoy watching sport. I love watching sport. I love seeing Kiwis winning, uh, and I love seeing them enjoying themselves. You know, that's uh, when they win and enjoy themselves. That's kind of the ultimate. Um, and there were some pretty cool moments there. Yeah, hey, uh, just quickly before we let you go, Marty, um, what's the rest of the season looking like? This has obviously been our best snow dump for a very long time and are we going to probably go a lot longer than we have previously are we are we looking like where are we looking to head for the for the snow season what what date do we reckon it's going to wind up i think most of the resorts will be done by mid-october um some of them are talking about extending it you know a little bit longer than they normally would but you do tend to get down south here in particular you get the uh the switch gets flipped at one stage and all of a sudden it just starts warming up too much to be able to, you can't make snow anymore, so you can only really work, work with what you've got. Um, and Cadrona normally runs into kind of mid-October and we'll do that again this year. I think um, if I remember rightly, you know, most of all the other big commercial fields are running at least till the end of September and also into early October. So that's a, that's a pretty good, uh, it's a pretty good season. Yeah, it's a very good season, mate. It's uh, it's bloody beautiful down there at the moment. So just it can't be off 
all work, Marty. Are you going to get out there and have a go on the half pipe and do some flips, or, or what? Or are you just going to stay on land? If, if I do flips, mate, it's an accident. Something's gone wrong. The, uh, no, I, I love to watch. No problem going through the half pipe, but preferably not up the sides of it. <laughs> no, it's, it's awesome. I get out there and watch as much as I can because it's a it's a fun, but you know, it's a, watching the joy and the hoops and the hollers and all the carry on. That's the um, that's the pieces that make it pretty rewarded. Oh, beautiful, mate. I'm not surprised Alice won. I, I was going, I just said the story earlier. I went up the chairlift behind her and I was like, I'm going to follow her. And bang, whoop, she was gone down the bottom. I said, oh, mate. <laughs> it was yeah, I've made, uh, made that. <laughs> yeah. I made that mistake once too. Just once. Yeah. <laughs> just once. Don't try and keep up with the professionals. Hey, mate, appreciate you coming on, Marty no. Toomey. Uh, all, all well done for, for you and the team for the successful event so far and all the best for the next few days, mate. Great to have it back in New Zealand. Appreciate it. Yeah, really appreciate it. Thanks, boys. There he is. Marty Tomey, CEO of the Winter Games, talking about Alice Robinson. She got she won the super um slalom, giant slalom yesterday, and she got the yellow jersey. Great because she uh, probably didn't have the winter games that she was after, Kempi and Louis. She obviously bowed out in the the start, and she was our flag bearer, wasn't she, for the start of it? So probably not what she was after. Great to see her back in the winning circle, and then we've got some young superstars coming up in the next couple of weeks. Mate, honestly, don't know how they do it. Man, it's crazy watching these people out there. Like, I'm going down, and you catch a little edge of your face plant, and you're like sore as you're walking straight off the mountain, but these kids, and just do it so effortlessly. It's so good. I actually went to the um, last Winter Games. Daniel McCarty and me did our, our old broadcast from there the last time it was in New Zealand at Cadrona uh, in 2019. Hey. We did our show from there for a couple of days, and I could not recommend getting up Cadrona if you're in the region enough and checking out the uh, the free ride, so the, the kind of park events. It was so amazing. You watch it on TV, but what you never, ever, ever get your head around is how steep the slopes are on TV (laughs) because the cameras all balance it out, but the the slope of the half pipe is sickening. And then the actual, the ramps and the rails that these guys are doing. So we all watch the Winter Olympics and, you know, having the profile of, um, yeah, Zoe and Nico and Finn and Gustav and the, the, all the Porteous boys. The jo- and, and don't forget, you know, the, the ski father, Jossie Wells and the Wells boys as well and what, mm. what they did to kind of keep us engaged and get us initially into the sports. And, and what they've done of recent times is so we all watch it on TV. But until you go there and see the absolute angles that these things are on and then you watch these kids and Marty's right, we're talking... 14, 15, 16, 17, some of these like, really young kids who are taking their, well, this is what they do for school anyway, you know, these colleges around the, the that kind of part of the world, they ski for school anyway, get credits for it and, and good on them. But um, Winter Games, it was an amazing experience. I was um, I was desperate to try and go back this year, just didn't work out with Ooh. timings, but it was such a cool experience. And if anybody's in the region, I couldn't I couldn't recommend it enough. Go for a ski on the on the hill there, and then watch the games going on on the other side. It's very very cool. I got a quick one for you. I got a quick. I got to yeah. tell you. I got to tell you this one. Okay, so I get into skiing and took the kids up to get some so up here or ski. What do you call it? Ski planet, snow planet. <laughs> I go in there, and they say they say yeah, got lessons for Kemp. So yep, ski lessons. I went no no. I said a snowboard. They went no no. We can't do a snowboard. Just I said well give me a snowboard. So I go and do one 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 practice down the snow planet that weekend. Went down to. Oh, Cooney, mate, went up to the... I didn't bother about the learners. I went straight up to Intermediate. 
<laughs> and the guy pulls me off the ski lift and goes down. And you're right about the angles. It's so steep, mate. So I go down and I finally, I'm just looking down. I'm going, yeah, I'm going to have a crack at it. And I jump on the snowboard and I just go down, mate. It was like taking a massive drop off a 30-foot wave, mate. But I couldn't turn the snowboard. <laughs> and these kids are going around like this. And I'm screaming, get out of the way, get out of the way. <laughs> and those kids are going past me, mate. I would, have, I would have killed them if I'd hit them. And I've gone up and tried to swing it around to the left. And you know how the snowboard digs into the snow? Yeah, <laughs> and I've just gone edge. bang. The old got the concussion, <laughs> the old head on the back of the ground. And it must have looked funny. And here I am just slowly <laughs> going all the way down on my, my ass and my back, mate. And that was my introduction to snowboarding. One lesson, straight to intermediate. <laughs> Picked it up, went out of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> never again, Kimpy, never again, mate. Oh, man, it is hard. It is hard. And I... um. When I tried to follow Alice down, she went down the right-hand side, and that was me. She went down this little bit, and I was like, oh, wow. Well, I just jumped on my bum and started sliding down. <laughs> I couldn't keep up. And the thing with that snow, it's hard, eh? Like, when you hit us. Oh, yeah. oh, mate, it's not like water when you're surfing. You're, you know, you're going under, but when you hit the... I'm like, when I hit it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's actually that actually hurts. It's dangerous, man, like 100%. And because it's so compact, yeah. especially if you if you don't get fresh power, like if it's not nice snow. It's a bit icy. Yeah, mm. and in New Zealand, like, let's be honest, our mountains, like anyone that's been up in um, Whistler in Canada, they, they come back here, they can't ski. They can't ski or board because they just, it's like it's too icy, they don't enjoy it enough. And, and not all our snow is um, that real nice cushiony stuff as well. But the Winter Games on at the moment, Absolutely loving it. Great to chat with Marty Toomey. If you missed that, head to Izzy and Kempe for Breakfast, our podcast channel. Joe's come through and says the bet of the weekend is Australia against the box. Nine changes made, five injuries to key players. Yeah, Faf the Clerks finally had the pull. Interesting. Um, I think that's probably a good call as well. He doesn't seem to be playing his best footy. What do you think? Double eight, double three, or 0800 150 as we start to look towards the weekend of sport. Right now, Chelsea and Southampton tied one all, uh, 35 minutes through. We'll give you an update on what's going on at the US Open after 7.30 as well. But Kempe will be off the back fence just up after this. Here with Kim's Warehouse, great savings every day. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. I read an article yesterday saying that the... The demise of the All Blacks is because schools are focused on winning football games and pathways into the professional ranks rather than developing fundamental skills. Seriously, if this is what has been identified as the underlying issue that has this All Black team being ranked fifth in the world, then I'm sorry but you are way off the mark. In fact, you are so far off the mark that I suggest you go down to a park with the likes of an Izzy or a Bodie and witness just how good their schools are. Ah, and I can tell you this, you'll be quietly surprised at how bloody good their fundamental schools are and probably will be left with your foot in your mouth at some of their jaw-dropping abilities. You see, every All Black was earmarked for greatness as soon as he picked up a football. They knew it, their parents knew it, their mates knew it, and eventually the All Blacks acquired it. And if you asked each one of them what the difference was between them and your average Joe, well... Joe was just average and they weren't. And if you asked them if high schools were where they developed their schools, they would say yes some, but probably say that mostly over a lifetime of learning and being coached by good people from an early age. And that's where the buck really stops. 
It's the coaching of coaches that's the difference between the top of the world rankings and the bottom. So stop looking to blame schools, if anything. The NZR should install coaching directors around the country, at clubs, schools, and even the professional ranks. Then, and only then, will we see our great All Blacks players in the future return to their rightful place in the world. And that's number one. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Schools play their part, Kempi, but that's got nothing to do with um, what's going on up there at the moment. No way at all. Um, it's one of my pet hates, though, Kempi, the old school situation at the moment. These young kids that are throwing all the eggs into one basket, going to these big rugby schools, big rugby programs, and putting it all out there and really becoming professional. Look, I, don't, I love it how they're changing probably their their training attitudes, their work ethic and that side of things. But one thing is they're putting so much pressure on these young kids at a young age, and parents are doing it as well, and taking them to these schools. These, these kids haven't really had time to, to live and to, to do other things outside of sport, apply themselves academically, um, give, them, give themselves great opportunities so when they leave school that it is an easier transition. So at the moment, they're just going... You know, putting so much pressure on these kids, and when they can become professionals, they're burnt out. You know, because they've started from 15, and they're getting to when they start cracking it about 22, and they're so tired already because <laughs> they've been under so much pressure. So, one thing I want to see these kids do when they're at school is, is try and enjoy it, try and make the most of it, have a bit of fun. You know, f- try different things, see where it leads you, um, and, and then because rugby will take care of itself. I promise you, rugby will take care of. Of itself, but um, yeah, it's it's interesting that article if they start blaming the schools with Akimpi. Yeah, and you're right. You know, like the I, the article should have really talked about what schools are doing to the sport, not you know being the problem with the sport. They, I reckon, schools should be where kids go to learn, you know, not not yeah. not where they go to That's focus on I mean, getting yeah. a contract. Um, into an NPC or Super 15. And what the government needs to do, especially Sport New Zealand, is they have to stop allowing schools to be just taking kids out of wherever they are and bringing them into these rugby academies just to play rugby because it's not the best thing for them. And people don't talk about that. You know, so you're right. It, it teaches kids how to hate sport when they don't make it as opposed to yeah. just going to school to enjoy being at school and coming out of that. And that's why I was saying about the coaching. It's all about the experiences. You know that. If mm. we have a really good experience in sport, you're going to stay in it for a long time. And like you just pointed out, if you don't have a, a quality experience, well, that's what they call burnout. It's really it's really the hate for the sport because of that. And these schools are going out, and they're like front contracts and rugby opportunities at these kids. And that's what I hate. Like They're going out and, and battling for these kids to try and get the best players for their first 15. And um, I don't know, my nephew, I spoke to him the other day, he's a Hastings boy, he's good man, he's quality as, he's probably going to make his, you know, he's got a big future ahead of him. But he was talking, I said, what do you want, what, how do you, do you enjoy his school and how you find his school? He's like, oh, I just love rugby, eh? And I said, bro, honestly, rugby will take care of itself, try and find other things. So then if it doesn't happen, because reality is some, not everyone's going to make it, if it doesn't happen, the transition is a lot easier and you don't put all your eggs in one basket. That's what I want to tell these kids because some of them will get heartbroken. Most of them, not all of them are going to crack it. But as long as you've got something to fall back on, it'll make it a little bit easier to handle.
29 minutes away from 8 o'clock. There's a couple of blokes that have been there and seen it as well. What do you think? What are you seeing in your communities and around your schools? Come through on double eight double three oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Some sports headlines after Aroha the News for Kubota together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. SCNZ, we're 27 away from 8 o'clock this morning. Right, Gull is fueling your mission all year round. Pop into your local for some good value fuel. Visit gull.nz. And the Premier League is on right now. We have got Brighton and Fulham locked nil all in their tie. Uh, Chelsea have just conceded a second goal in theirs to Southampton at halftime. Everton leads Leeds 1-0 and Brentford and Crystal Palace locked at nil all themselves. Now, Cam Norrie, he has progressed through his first round matchup in straight sets at the US Open. Cam Norrie coming out to the ASB Classic next year, so that'll be exciting to see him, and it's great to see his good form going. And the 11th seed, Jan Sinner, is right now in his first round matchup as well. And as I said earlier, we've got Rafael Nadal at 11am this morning. A little bit of unfortunate news looking at some rugby for, well, a little bit. No, this is seriously unfortunate. Cullen Grace, talk about sliding doors moments. A lot of people think that Cullen Grace should be packing down on the back of the scrum for the All Blacks or in that squad at least. Instead, he's playing NPC and he is set for a lengthy stint on the sidelines with a fractured collarbone, which, as both you guys know, is a nasty injury, isn't it, Kimby? Yeah, any type of injury up that, that part of your body's uh, it's always going to play on the back of your mind because so, that's where most of the contact happens, uh, especially for someone in the in that number eight jersey. He's um, yeah, a bit unlucky, mate, you know, because that's... I guess for a lot of players, Izzy, you know, you know, you go through your career just hoping that you don't have one of those serious mm. injuries, especially as you're a young bloke. Mate, and I've seen so many guys as, as young players have their careers stopped short because of a, a, a really bad injury. So you're right, Lloyd, not a, not a good injury to get. Nah, I've done my collarbone. She's pretty bloody niggly. She uh, takes a wee while to heal and uh, not ideal. But you heard Matt Todd come on, mate. He's not surprised. He throws himself at it and just oh. there's no there's no left or right. He just runs straight and just puts his body on the line. So I'm not surprised he's he's got all these niggles earlier on. That's actually such a good point. Matt Todd literally told us he has no regard for his body the week <laughs> before he went and did that. So that's unfortunate yeah. timing. If, if you just missed the start of the hour, Marty Toomey is the CEO of the Winter Games, and that is a great event. It's on at the moment down the Central Otago area. This is what he had to say on the calibre of competition we're getting. Yeah, after the you know Olympic Games or Paralympic Games, a lot of the superstars have a kind of a down year. Um, but we've seen really strong teams coming through from Asia. So, I mean, this time around, they haven't done that so much. So if you are in the area, make sure you head along and uh, I would highly recommend you go and tune in. Uh, the All Blacks, well, they named their team tomorrow. Sam Kane, he's back still fronting media. He was taking a lot of questions about his own place in the team and whether he should still be starting uh, well, as a captain, I guess, with the fact that he's been subbed a few times this year. He's staying extremely resilient, which is good to see. This is what he had to say about the loss and, and where the All Blacks are at at the moment. We were more dominant in the first half than the scoreboard showed, but it was our lack of discipline um, which allowed them to, to stay in the game. And then um, in the second half, we probably overplayed our hand a little bit and that, that played into, into their strength, which was their defence. Um, 
so look we fo- focused on the the things that we did did well um but also like i said the areas we can improve in and is he yesterday at that session uh, and they had a good uh, had a great some great vision on the news one of the big things they were working on was clearing that jackler i don't know if you saw it so that kind of body roll they do and and mm. obviously it's it's the south africans and the argentines are taking it to another level really haven't they Mate, it's everyone. Everyone can get over the ball and get great body position, wide stance, so they're hard to move. So I'm not surprised. That's where they got dominated. They got dominated at the, at the ruck area. They weren't able to shift bodies and just gave them too much time uh, over the ball. And he's dead right. I remember walking down and I was sitting next to um, Bodie's dad, um, Kevy Smiley, and um, Kevy Barrett, sorry, Smiley Barrett. And uh, I was walking past, I said, mate, they're looking good, but just discipline, eh? Discipline, just, just keeping Argentina in the game. And if you give Boffelli 60 out, he'll, he'll nail it from anywhere. And then you go in that second half, they score points. What's the number one rule when you score points? Exit well. Drop the ball and, and Argentina scores. So, look, if you, if you dig in a little bit deeper, um, they, they weren't too far off. They're, those are things that they can work on. Obviously, phase play is huge as well. They need a bit of variation there. They were so compressed. But um, but interesting. The question is, um, Louis and Kempe, Bodie Barrett's potentially going to come back. Bodie Barrett's going to potentially come back this weekend. What role does he play? Does he slip straight in? Does he go to the bench? Um, do you give Richie Maunga another chance? Knowing everyone's blaming it on Richie, didn't offer anything, you know, went and put a, a white flag up. But the reality is, if you look a little bit deeper... There was not much happening outside him, so what are his options? Looks out there, no one's really set, no one's in a good position to, to be an option. So what do you do? You step back. Uh, yes, he probably should have kicked it more, but when you're under the pump and, and you're seeing a team like Argentina put you under so much pressure, you don't want to give them more back, so you, you have a crack. So what is, what is Bodie Barrett's role this weekend? I think Bodie Barrett goes straight back onto the bench. I think that's where they'll name him. Um and they'll stick with the same side because the stats, although they didn't get on the scoreboard, stacked up all right apart from that discipline where they, they gave away so many penalties. So one has to say as a coach that you've done everything right, tidy up the discipline. And I think the collision, I watched a game the other day where the players were trying to lock it out and they they moved around the collision and they went past the blokes that were actually going to come in and, and ruck that, get that ruck set so they get the ball back. And they and the player on the opposition side just came over and got that stance, like you said, and held the ball and got the penalty. Like you just got to be smarter, you know. I think they, you know, they're a bit anxious at the moment. Play smarter. The stats are on your side. It says stick with the same side. It's a good observation, Kempi, because one missed clean out in Test rugby in twenty twenty two is a penalty, essentially. As as he said, everybody is so good, so the margins are very small. What about an under eighty five rugby? Do you think? Do you think the margins are small for the Carisbrook bush pigs <laughs> when it comes to cleaning bodies out? Well, let's find out. Let's catch up with the bush pigs, the bushies, up after this. 15 away from eight, and this is our favourite time of year for one reason, Kimby. Yep, and on Saturday night, the All Blacks will attempt to instill some pride back into the jersey at FMG Stadium. Such an important game requires a big curtain raiser, and man, I'm excited about this one. The Southern Bush Pigs are back, and they'll go up against the Auckland Uni Debt Collectors. <laughs> I love the names. And the under 85 kilogram cup decider. That's where men are men and boys are boys. Andrew James, General Manager of the Bushies, and he's with us now ahead of the mighty clash in Hamilton, Morton Andrew. Yeah, kia ora, mate. Um, fizz to be there again. Back-to-back <laughs> finals for the Bushies. So, um, yeah, we're pumped up. Yeah, I bet you are, mate. You guys are obviously going to pack the stadium for the All Blacks, aren't you? 
Yeah, too right, mate. I think we've sold about ten thousand tickets um, uh, already. Yeah, ten thousand, <laughs> mate. Ten thousand no, tickets. No, no. <laughs> Cut it We're out. a bit light, mate. Un- unfortunately, um, she's uh, when you find out you're you're in the final six days before the um, before the actual game, it's pretty tough to get a run up there from uh, from Dunedin. But no, we've got a few supporters making the uh, the trip, and hopefully, we bring um, bring the dads a, a wee present, a early Father's Day present on Saturday night. Trust your pig. Do you trust your pigs? <laughs> trust the pigs, mate. It's jeez, uh, it's been an exciting wee um, season this one. So, uh, no COVID uh, delays, which has been a, a bit of a bonus, and we've actually got some good momentum. We um, had our best game on on the weekend against Karaka, um and uh, in the semi final. So it's all coming. You know, all the jigsaw pieces are are in the puzzle, and um, we're we're ready to rip. Mate, talk to us about the journey this year. Like, obviously, it's a lot about on the field, but, man, you must have some fun off the field, surely. Oh, yeah, too right. And, um, <laughs> you know, being a being a national comp as well, um, there's a lot of travel. I think we, we only played um, our second game at the same location over two years, um, just on the weekend. So, you know, like... We're always out and about. I mean, we're home and away every every week, but then sometimes uh, we had a flood down in Dunedin, so we didn't get to play on the home deck first round, and then we're away for two weeks. Um, a four-and-a-half-hour bus trip um, up to uh, up to Prebleton and Christchurch, and um, and then leaving, you know, within an hour of the game. Um, stopped off at a couple of local pubs and... You know, our captain uh, found a dollar on the field um, for one of our games, found a dollar, put it in his sock, didn't tell anyone, and then he chucked it in the old claw machine at the uh, Waihimo pub and um, picked up a wee golden unicorn. So that's the wee, um, the wee soft toy unicorn's been our, been our lucky... Uh, yeah. Uh, it's been with us at every um, game since. So, yeah, up there in the... Um, Stuck on with a wee, wee bit of um, blue tack onto the um, top of our, you know, wh- whichever shed we're in, and um, and yeah, it's got us through the final. It's all good stuff. It's, One buck. It's your golden ticket, the old Willy Wonka factory. You've got it, the golden coin. <laughs> hey, Andrew, if you've been following the show, you know I always ask this question, mate. The final in front of the All Blacks. What's your theme? What's your theme this weekend? <laughs> Oh mate, it, it is trust your pig. It is it's trust the man next to you. You know, we've it's all about trust, and we're um yeah we're in that pig pen together, and um we have been for for the last um you know three months, and and then before last year we've got half our half our um, teams returned, got a few new blokes from the Southern Rugby Club down there, Magpie Stadium. So um yeah, it's great to great to have some continuity, but yeah, it's all about trusting that pig next year. Um, and you know it's just such a good, good bunch of lads. Mate, tell us about the whole. Do you get, do you boys get weighed before every game? Because there must be some pigs that get real piggish. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, mate, that first game, no good. The uh, the Southern Prem team um, had won the banner um, down here against Tyree, and um, and they they all went out and obviously loaded up and um, you know beers and and Domino's pizzas and what have you. And then one of our guys that was weighing about 86 throughout the week weighed 90 game day. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he, um, yeah, big uh, Mika Vaitupu, and he 
he was meant to be our starting eight. Now he's he's uh, he's out. Obviously, can't get down to size because you've got you weigh in about an hour before the game, and then by half an hour before kickoff, you've got to be at eighty five or less. So anyway, what happens is that that's one bit of drama. Another guy weighs in at eighty seven. He can't lose weight. Another guy's asleep on the bench, and um, and yeah, so we we had about we were three down that first game. Yeah, so he never got on. He just came it out. So. It was a big old, big old doozy of a start. We could have been out of the comp first week. <laughs> hey, Andrew, and what about you know you've got the you've got, we're going to go stick with that pig theme. You've got that pig in your teammate who just you know he's one of those guys. He's not very healthy. He's you know always a mess. Shows up late, but you throw him a jersey and a football, and he turns people inside out. Who's that? Who's that guy on your team? Oh geez, we've got a we've got a couple up there, eh? Um, but the the Big Mac at the back, um, Macahore. I say Big Mac. He weighs about seventy dripping wet, seventy kegs. But he's um he's a wizard um on the field, and uh, and then off it, absolute pig. It's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We got a, so we watch got, out for him, mate. Andrew, we've got a couple of questions here very quickly to rip through on double eight, double three. Actually, somebody's having a whinge. Karaka 85's landed one hour before kicker. What a stitch up. All right. Well, unfortunate for them. The Bushies roll on. Is the Bush Pigs an invitational team or do you represent a club? No, no, we're part of the Southern Club. Um, so so last year they, they wanted to grow the game and, you know, we didn't have an 85s team down in Dunedin, so we just threw together a lot of blokes um, uh, that, that could come to the, the open training, whereas this year we're part of the Southern Rugby Club. So, you know, we are, um, we are a club team down there. We still don't have a grade. We've got a really strong Premier Colts um, uh, and, you know, Colts grade down here with all the uni students. So, um, you know, I, I don't know how long it would be before we could kind of infiltrate that with an under-85s under league. Um, but we're hopeful that we can grow and, and another club will pick up a team next year, maybe Kaikaroa or, or Dunedin, who have heaps of those young boys from playing playing at uni. So um, hopefully we can grow and, and have, have another Dunedin side next year. Oh, mate, I think it's got great potential to go forward and be big, man. It's an awesome wee initiative that New Zealand Rugby are doing, and we had the trophy in our studio not so long ago as well, so hopefully you can get a taste out of the baby back-to-back years. Quickly, before we let you go, has it been broadcast on yeah. Sky before the before the game? Too right. Yeah, we'll be live on Sky. So um, yeah, it'll be it'll be all good fun. And um, yeah, can't wait. The boys are really pumped up. We've got a wee um, a sponsors night. We're just going to have uh, at Bloke Barbers um, down here in Dunedin. So the boys are going to get have nice. fresh lids and um, and, <laughs> and all before our. I think we're leaving at bloody five thirty a.m. on Saturday morning to get up to the Tron. So. She's a big old day, but no, with this national comp, we're used to travelling um, far and wide and early doors, so it's good stuff. Beautiful, mate. There's a guy in there called Jack Lady. Make sure you snap him in half. That's Bodie Barrett's brother-in-law. So uh, all the best, mate. All the best, Andrew. And uh, we'll, um, we'll hopefully get you on after you get the job done, mate. Appreciate your time. Too easy, mate. Thanks, for it. Nice Up stuff. The there you go. Up the pigs. Trust your pig. We're gonna, the we'll, pigs. we'll have to tune in with Andrew from uh, Mad Monday like we did with old Thomas Grant this time last year. It's an annual tradition for this show, SNZ Breakfast. Catch up with the Bushies on their way to the Under-85 Championship. 
Go on, you can watch that before the curtain raiser this weekend. We are six away from eight here on SCNZ. Feedback saying the under-85 rugby is the future of rugby, and I can see why. It's crazy to me, Izzy, that more unions don't have leagues available um, or competitions available around the country. Mate, well, you know, rugby obviously in, uh, in areas is just size difference and people shy away from the game because they don't want to get hurt. But this is a great initiative for all shapes and sizes, the, the smaller individuals to get out there. Mate, needs to, it's going to blow up. It's going to blow up. This is going to gain, gain traction and more unions are going to have teams available and participants wanting to be a part of it because it sounds more than just rugby. It's a community. It's got such a community feel. I love it. Go the bush pigs, get the job done, and we'll chat to you Monday after your weekend bender. Anyway, coming up, Mitchell McLennigan's going to talk cricket. Lots going on in that department. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Good morning, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. SCNZ, Wednesday the 31st of August. I'm looking outside, and it's another bluebird day. Yes. Oh, how good weather. Oh, it just makes you feel a little bit better about yourself and ready to rip into the day's activities. Well, I'm straight to the airport after this. Anyway, uh, big hour ahead. We've got Mitchell McLennigan coming up very shortly. But earlier on, if you've missed the last hour, that's okay. You can head over to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on the SCNZ app. And you can hear all our podcasts today. We spoke to Marty Toomey. He is the CEO of the Winter Games, Chief Executive, and, well, they've had a great week. Alice Robinson back in the winner's circle, and uh, oh, 450 athletes, 26 countries, representations, and uh, it's been an awesome week there. They've got a couple of big days ahead, half pipe, and some young superstars. He named a couple of them on our uh, in our interview, so make sure you head over and have a listen there, and you can get some get must-watch names coming up. In the week's Winter Games, we also spoke to General Manager Andrew James of the Southern Bush Pigs. Trust your pig. If you want to have a laugh, go have a listen. Go have a listen to that because he was <laughs> outstanding, man. He just makes you feel good. And I reckon that under 85s Kempe is going to blow up. Yeah, of course. Going to blow up. Isn't it? Oh, 100%. I think, uh, you know, when you've got those those young kids around that know that they, they don't have to worry about the bigger boys, they can go out there and yeah. and really throw themselves around. I remember we did that oh, back in 2010. We put an under-85s Monday night schools competition together. Man, it was good. It was so yeah. good. You know, lots of kids that didn't want to play rugby league because the, the other um, boys were too big got in the under-85 under competition. I'm, no, I'm not surprised it's going so well for the New Zealand rugby um, and looking forward to it. I'm, I'll be watching the Kernan Rays. I want to see these young fellas getting stuck into each other. And that's the great uh, part of this is obviously we had Steve Lancaster in the studio earlier on in the year. He brought the yeah. trophy in and just seeing the hype behind it. You go from a certain amount of We're second year in and the Southern Bush Pigs won it last year so they're looking for back-to-back wins. But just seeing it grow and the more people behind it. And then they've got an opportunity to play on the big stage at a curtain raiser for the All Blacks. This will be, most of them, their biggest moment in their rugby career. Like, as, as a player, like you, you put yourself in the, their shoes, Louis and, and Kempe, to run out on the field knowing that you're running the curtain raiser for the All Blacks. Obviously, the situation with the All Blacks, put that aside, but you're still on the big stage. It's, it's a pretty 100%. awesome um, uh, feeling and moment, isn't it? You think these, these players will be nervous? They'll be little. They, well, of course they will, mate. They've got the All Blacks there watching them because they arrive at half time, so they'll be watching them. 
You know, mm. what a what a stage to and what an occasion to be playing your final Louis. in front of the All Blacks. You know what I mean? Unbelievable. Get out there. Do you know what? It's, Get out there, Louis. It's, it's amazing because for a guy like me who's kind of a, a retired club perfect. F- f- first 15 battler, it is perfect. And it is the only chance that I'm going to go back and play rugby before I'm done. And I will. I'm going to go play a season of rugby before I'm done. I've told myself that for a number of years. I'm just waiting for the right year. It's the only chance I'm going to do it. Or I'll go play club footy for mm. Ohoka or, you know, Amberley or something. Or, you know, but it's something. You going, you're going south, mate, are the bush pigs. Yeah, bush pigs. I don't know if I. I'd be good enough for their team because they are actually sharp footballers. That's the other thing. The skill set is extremely high. I don't know if you guys have watched much of it, but it, it's fast because everybody's the same size. Mm. <laughs> it's yeah, quite funny. Fit little buggers, eh? Yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> really funny that you get these like at look like they look like outside backs just all in this ruck and and it's quick and you got to be fit. The footy goes fast. There's quite a bit of injury. Um, from time to time just because those guys are small and they do ping around but at the same time it's not bad injury because you've got a massive you've got a 110 kg club prop smacking a 70 kg outside back See, that's so, light so <laughs> um yeah 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 maybe 130 but i just had a message interestingly enough that, that the competition used to be quite big in auckland and around wellington so it did drop away but it's great that it's coming on the my, my son's trail. best mate plays in it logan horgan he plays in the under 85 comp up here in auckland Auckland and he loves it mate and is he he's fit as mate he's an open side flanker fit as and I could just imagine how fast that competition is oh I can imagine I can picture you doing it Louis I can picture you doing it I know Dom from Takapuna told you to go down to training you should head down and have a wee run it and see where you go mate because I mean, when you were here a couple of weeks ago with um, with your mate and you were sitting there and we were, um, we were sitting down and you were like I wasn't that bad. I wasn't too bad, Daggy. I'd never say that. Fullback back that in, wasn't me. Back in my day. It was nah, McKenzie nah, telling lies. Actually, it was McKenzie. McKenzie actually said that you went good at high school, and I could picture it. I could picture it. So go back and have a little, have a little dabble, mate. And then maybe, you know, you'd be mate. able to pump it up. We, and we can have a team to support, because we'd probably support the Southern Peaks, but that's because we haven't had any chance. We've only had the Southern Peaks on the show. So All right. Well, it might give us a little someone. I will, in the next year, investigate, because I want to know why it's not in more unions, and especially in the Canterbury mm. region. I'd, I'd love to know why it's not uh, big down there. So let's have a look and let's see what we can do. The, the, to tell you what's got my attention at the moment, lads, is uh, AFL season. First round for the Uni Blues this weekend of the Auckland AFL yeah, competition. So absolutely fizzed up. Well, um, how's your punt, mate? How's your punt? You got a long punt? 50 plus? Oh, yeah, but not 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 an Izzy Dag punt. Not, not a, I can wind up. I can move it if I have to. But no, nah, you know, you know, it's got better every year. This is my 10th year playing AFL, I worked out. Centre forward? Winger? Yeah, Fullback. yeah, kind of halfback, midfielder, anything nice. like that. Just yeah, versatile. Like that tagger, just a tagger, really. Just um, chirpy, just follow the best player around and try to stand on his toes the whole game. But the season starts this weekend, um, and if you're if you're looking for a game of footy and you're an ex-Pack Aussie, Aussie or anything, the Auckland AFL is a great way to get into it. Is it quite? Is, is there many numbers playing, Louis, in the, in the AFL? I know there's a little bit down here in Christchurch. You see it every now and then, a couple of fields. There's one in Northwood, actually. We used to. I was about to say, Izzy, we used to go. Yeah. We used to play um, in Northwood, and yeah, now Christchurch has got a competition. We've got um, Wellington have a competition. Otago has a team. They kind of can't have a comp going. Um, Auckland's obviously got the big one. 
And there's six teams in Auckland, and most clubs get decent numbers. Um, yeah, I, look, I don't, I kind of, you, you know what? AFL is another one that I feel like probably hasn't been capitalised on in yeah. in New Zealand as much as it should have, and we don't really know why. And like, I've been involved in it for a year, as I say, nearly a decade now, and um, I don't know. Like, I my mates that I get down to play Kiwis, they love it, but for some reason, it's and and there is Kiwi kick that goes into schools, and AFL New Zealand do have tried their hardest to kind of get that that sport into schools, but it's never really clicked and taken off as much as I thought it would. And for it's you know, it's actually similar to the under eighty five thing. The reason I stopped playing, the reason I stopped playing rugby is because <laughs> it's the less like front on front shoulder blowing, head yeah. rocking back contact contact that I just got sick of and AFL is more scraggy everyone can kick and pass and run mm. with it it's a bit more kind of uh, your, your club battlers it's a little bit more fun I found so it should take off I think yeah look I've always been interested in that yeah oh, I think we're just all stubborn eh because it's Aussie rules we don't want to play any sport that's affiliated with Australia <laughs> so we probably shy away with it but um no, I've never had a go at it, Lily. I've never had a go. I had, like, we played a couple of warm-up games when we were in the ABs when you're just about to get ready for training. You know, you play a bit of AFL. It's quite good fun. But, um, no, nah, they haven't really given well, it a, the, the a ru- good crack. The rumour is that and Geordie Barrett was actually, they were sniffing around Geordie big time, big time at the start of his career. And, you know, like the genuine AFL teams had, had contracts near him. I don't know if the, how true that was, but... Did they ever come knocking on your door, is he? Nah, nah, I never got, I never got um, Aussie rules, mate. <laughs> nah, nah, mate. I uh, never have a chance. Are they, uh, what, like, what's the difference? The ball is like kicking that ball. I've never had a kick of an AFL ball. Oh, they, mate. They ha- how many kicks could you do at the moment before your knee falls off? Oh, I, oh, I got ten of me. Ten, <laughs> mate. When you're in Auckland next, come down to a training or come down to a game on a Sunday Ave, and we'll just get you mm. with a Sharon in hand, and we'll let you kick one because they do fly. You would have kicked the Sharon, Kempi, because oh, they're, they're different leather. They they, they when you when you middle a Sharon, there's no better feeling, and the left to right for right footers, you know. Some, I mean, actually, the AFL finals are this weekend. Maybe we should chat some AFL later this week. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind watching a bit of AFL. They are a different border kickers. Yeah, they uh, they go a fair distance when you whack them. You, and with your yeah. kick, mate, you're one of those blokes that get it like 70 out and can hit it through. <laughs> I wish. Oh, I wish, I wish. What hey, have you got, Louis? You got some couple of messages here? Yeah, I got a couple of messages. Southampton leading Chelsea 2-1 at the moment. We've got Fulham leading Brighton 2-1. Those games are just coming. Well, Brighton-Fulham uh, game is coming just to a close at the moment. So there's some live sport for you. The US Open is on as well. Everton still leading Leeds United as well. Uh, Goose, yeah, talking about the under-85s, Goosey, the best thing, boys, is it's not age-restricted. So... You know, if you're still hanging on to that. <laughs> when was the last time you were under 85 kgs, Kimpy? Oh, 15. 16, I reckon. Oh, yeah. That I was a long, long time ago. All <laughs> <laughs> the weights when I started playing sevens. Oh, wait. I think it was 08. I got down to 86, 87. I was playing for the New Zealand sevens then, but um, that was because we got pumped every day. <laughs> now I'm 108. We, <laughs> so we, how much would you be weighing in high school? Was he? Because you, know, you were quite skinny when you kept break up, broke onto the scene. Oh, uh, yeah, I was, I was probably ninety, ninety clicks at high school, seventh form. Yeah, maybe late late eighties. Yeah. But I've always been around ninety five. Ninety five was my plan weight. 
What about that year you were at the Highlanders? Oh, yeah, I was probably about Hundy. I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know my skin falls are Hundy, that's for sure. What was, that, what was that pub called down there? What's that pub called down there on the corner? Uh, Guardies or yeah, the Cook. Yeah, I, both of them, eh? Yeah, I was only asking for one, but you knew both. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I went, I went to the last ever Guardies night. Down there in Dunedin, I went to the last ever night. It was a big night, midweek, obviously, before a, for a Highlanders game. But, you know, young Daggy would go along. Anyway, I walk out, I walk out. This is a horrible story, and, yeah, this is what happened. I walk out, and these kids are like, Aziz, oh, the piss, Aziz, oh, the piss. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sweet as. And then I start dancing on this car, on the bonnet, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, um, you know the, the um, uni watch, those security yeah, yeah, guards? yeah. yeah. Get off there! Then I was just like, jump off, kiss, 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 run away and, and get away. <laughs> <laughs> you can't catch me even at uh, even at Can't five. catch me, boy! I'm out and went home and yeah, rest is history. I can't. Like, do you know it's such a great footnote? Like your year for the Highlanders. Yeah, Highlanders fans are still disgruntled. You left, mate. Oh, I know, I know, but it's quite funny, yeah. Everyone's like, oh, you know, when did you start your career at the Crusaders? I actually I started at the Highlanders. I played 26 games for the Landers and uh, very grateful for the opportunity they gave me, the team down there. Look, it was it was a tough season, but it was, mate, Dunedin, love them, love them. But, yeah, I just couldn't. Yeah, what a spot. <laughs> yeah. Was it at Lancaster Park? Was it or at the new stadium? Carisbrook. Carisbrook. Yeah, I played Carisbrook yeah, my whole time at, in Dunedin, so I never played at Forsyth. Played at Carisbrook. You would have had years. a you would have had a few streakers at Carisbrook. That was they were vintage back. I then. had one of my friends, one of my good uh, mates down there, Helen O'Connor. She she ran across, and I'm like, oh my god, that's my friend. But my mate, my best mate Henry, that was here, he actually dared her, and she did it. And I was like, well, there, there. I was like, what are you, Helen? What are you, oh no, get off. Bang, she got smoked and taken out. I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like Eddie Izzy Dag sightings while he was playing for the Highlanders. Double eight, double three. Maybe not actually, it's a bad idea. Uh, hey, bo- hey, boys, one thing about the under 85 comp is that the weights are bracketed, but not the skills. So for a lot of clubs, they can only field a team with Colts players. Some of the big clubs have. Big men in their Div 1 and Div 2 teams but can't play in their under-85s. Our club has about four or five of our Prem players in the team, which is probably why our Div 1s get pushed around a bit. Yeah, interesting. So, I mean, I guess there are Div 1 players that are under-85s, especially halfbacks and first fives, or it's be right on the bottom weight for probably a Div 1 player. But at the same time, if you get them playing under-85, it be a huge advantage for your team, Kimpy. <laughs> I'm sorry, Louis. I'm reading one. I'm reading one of the texts here saying you should set up a over 135k competition on the other other end of the spectrum. Yep, no, we right straight into that one. Um, yeah, look, Louis. Just man, I I think that um, we might be seeing the start of, I guess, one of the premier competitions in New Zealand. I reckon it's just going to, you know the best thing about it playing this weekend, everyone's going to see it. And and the kids that go, man, how do I get in that competition? I reckon the, the NZR will kick off more around the country like you're, like you're asking, Izzy, that um, mm. these kids can get to get to play in. So if they can get, get onto the big stage in front of the All Blacks for a curtain raiser, they must have big plans for it. I think so. I think it's got to go. Like... It's gonna, it's gonna just take off. I feel, and you got Scotty Waldrum if he's playing under eighty fives. You know, like the calibre. <laughs> Remember we caught up with him it, last year, yeah. and he was still hanging in there. He said, um, 
he's still hanging in there. He's still fit as a fiddle, as Matt from Blenheim uh, says on the text machine. Look, it's um, it's got potential. And I'll, there's another team down here, boys. It's called the Christchurch Nomads. And they're third, oh, they play yeah. second division. And they've got a team. They've got Kose Ono, who played over in Japan at 10. You've got um, Cody Hippie at 12. You've got Corey Flynn. He's playing eight. <laughs> He's playing eight. <laughs> so you got all these. Nick Thompson on the wing. He played for New Zealand Sevens in Canterbury. Look, and uh, so, look, there's some great teams out there, and it's all good for good, for, good, for, for good fun. And um, yeah, awesome. Imagine seeing Corey Corey Flynn pick the ball off the back of the scrum, charging at you with his two oh. chicken wings coming at you. Gee, that that'd be hard case. Uh, Damon says I'm 20 kgs too heavy to play these days, but had seven seasons playing under 85 for the mighty Takapuna Bombers in the 90s. Yeah, back in the 90s, there you go. Having played team sports for close to 50 years now, the camaraderie in that squad was unbeatable. And I mm. guarantee, and that's exactly what you're saying, Izzy, it's a real community, and I think we're going to see it mm. absolutely take off. Pete says, bring back the rolling mall, tie up some fours, create some space for the All Blacks. I don't know how many rolling malls there would be in under-85s, but I'm sure we will find out as we follow the progression of this competition. Uh, Southampton leading Chelsea 2-1. Oh, two minutes to go on the Fulham-Brighton game. Fulham looking for an impressive 2-1 victory here over Brighton, who, by the way, have started the year on fire. And hey, is, is Mitch in the metaverse? Yeah, Gonski. <laughs> yeah. Mitch McLennigan. Cheers, Mitch. He's tied up in his fluff world, <laughs> one of his mansions. I don't even know how it works. But he's in the metaverse. Uh, <laughs> Leeds and Everton one each. We'll talk cricket some other time. Sorry if you wanted to hear some cricket. The metaverse is a bit laggy this morning. 21 minutes past eight here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Some love racing.nz after this. 26 minutes past eight. I've heard from Mitch. He's out of the metaverse. He's actually just had a little incident at his gym just looking after one of his members. He's a good sort. He's a good dude. So he was just doing the right thing there. But that's all right. Instead, you just got us talking about AFL and under 85 rugby. And Scott Logan's come through being thinking about playing 85s for a while now Scotty you're in great Nick get out there mate 34 years old and haven't played in 20 years but last few years coaching Ripper certainly makes me want to try again that's the stuff there you go that's what it can do uh, didn't help the Nomads knock off the four peating HSOB Bears Div 2s with the magician Joe G at the helm though as he did it oh I heard that you stacked your team Oh, just act or do nah, nah, nah. Just like wind you up. Apparently, it was a good game, but mate, you're too good in the end. So, well done, well done. <laughs> old, old boys. Um, we've got here morning guys. I reckon as he's right about AFL not being popular because of the name what Aussie rules. They should rename it Scrag. New Zealand rules football. I think that might take off. Cheers, Nathan from Southland. Nathan, get on a plane. Come up, mate. Come have a game. You will love it. Righty-ho. Loveracing.nz is your home for everything thoroughbred racing. Lads, we're at Cambridge Synthetic today. I've scanned the fields, and, well, it was one I wanted to back and I wanted to tip out, but this is the danger of doing this segment a little bit later in the show. We've gone from two twenty to $1.75 this morning, so I hope you got on when I told you about it this morning. Is he sacred Satono in race number seven at Cambridge Synthetic? Because... 
Sacred Sectono ran some really nice races in behind the best two-year-olds last year, your Wolverines, uh, Maven Bells, etc. And in this maiden field, I would be hoping that Sacred Sotono is just too good for them if it wants to go on and have a nice career. The Sotono Aladdin, which who's been a super sire so far already. So Sacred Sotono is the best of the day, but it's not a lot of value at $1.75. So Daggy, have you found anything else? <laughs> no, I've found no, no nothing. I've got, I've got absolutely nothing, mate. Um, Kimpy has. I'm probably going to stay off. I'm probably going to stay off today. I'm probably going to stay off today, boys. Look, it's... I'm starting to realise that maybe I'm not good at this game. <laughs> Mate, spring is coming. It's just this is what I was worried about. You do do your ass all winter long <laughs> on these terrible tracks, get down in the dumps, and then stop when you meant to start. This is just a I lesson know. for next winter. That, is that's it, okay? what I've done. I've done exactly what you just said. <laughs> This is let this be a cautionary tale for next winter. Next minute. <laughs> Ooh, Sacred Satono, though, should be winning. Uh, here's a couple. Um, I don't mind in race number three, Goldberg for Sean Ritchie and Con Murray. We've got Opie Bosson on the top. Ran a pretty nice third last time here at this track. And as I said before, this stable, for whatever reason, these they just fire on the Cambridge Synthetic. They like it. I don't know what the striker would be, but it would be very good. So there's one to follow. And at a little bit of odds... I thought the buffer trialed pretty well recently at Avondale on the heavy, actually, in race number five. Behind Outfit, and Outfit came up and it should be going over staying races, just like the buffer should be as well. But Outfit came out and won super last Wednesday at Topor. Obviously a different class of horse completely. But the buffer was in that trial. Kelsey Hannon, 3kg claim, $8.250. It's got gate speed. We know that being on the pace in these synthetic tracks is definitely, if you can get the tempo right, where you want to be. So maybe a little each way more on the place, race five, number one. But Sacred Satona should be the best of the day, and that's reflected in the odds. After this, speaking of the odds, we'll talk to Paulie Mwari at tab.co.nz. Here is Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Alrighty, is in Kempi for breakfast. Right now we have got Venus Williams over there in the US Open in her first round matchup, and she lost the first set 6 1, uh, currently trailing 4 3 in the second as well. So one Williams might go out today. Uh, Pagula straight through in straight sets, as did Muguruza in hers, and as we heard Aroha say, Swatek cruising through the first round matchup after her long win streak earlier in the year. Southampton approaching 90 minutes into their game with Chelsea, leading 2-1. What a coup that would be for Southampton. I know that their fans will be riding every second of this game. Leeds and Everton locked at 1-0 in the 74th minute. Fulham got the job done in the end 2-1 over Brighton, Crystal Palace and Brentford playing out a 1-0 draw. So there is some live sport for you. Let's head along to our friend at tab.co.nz Paulie Mwadi where you can go and bet on live sport if that's what you're into. Paulie, how you doing? Yeah, good, thanks, uh, Louis. What was what was up with the car, mate? So you had a little, oh. some mechanical issues this morning, getting to work a little bit late. Yeah, you know like how you have that um, thing with uh, 
Uh, is he the old country clueless? Uh, I might need a bit of help with the old mechanical munter. Um, <laughs> I've got no idea what's going on. What was it, Paulie? Well, he doesn't know. Oh, that's the problem. Yeah, it, it turned on and then it turned off straight away. So <laughs> there we go. If, if, if any listeners out there can give me a hand what sort there. Of whip, uh, what sort of whippy is Paulie Moati driving? Something nice, obviously, working at TAB. <laughs> No, it's it's a very very old Audi. That's all. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very very old Audi. What, like two thousand and sixteen? See your name? Oh yeah, crikey! I wish. Oh boy, no. Hey, yeah, hey, but probably need to trade them. Hey, Paulie, what about your horse? You've been really quiet about your horse. What are you lining that up in? Well, it just ran. No, I know, but what, yeah, are you, what, what are you lining it up in? Where, where's it headed? Well, yeah, we're not sure at the moment. Not sure. But when well, when I find out, I'll let you boys know 100%. Yeah, after not you. Sure. But with Al Chirac taking his three out of the uh, Tarzino, I don't know. I don't know. Have they all come out? I thought I heard he, 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 they went right. Well, you, you probably should ask the guy... Um, a I don't bit further up north. I don't think anything wants to run in that after last weekend's effort. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was a tough run. No, no, fair enough. You're right. They are. They're, they're all out of the Tarzino. Um, I missed that, but that makes perfect sense. Winning for all still 61 bucks, Paulie, so you may as well reload on your 31s and go again. Um, <laughs> Imperatrice is a dollar sixty. I thought she was. Oh, I suppose who else do we have come out of that? Uh, um, there was someone else that has also ducked her. Oh, Catalyst. So Catalyst is heading straight to Australia. Imperatrice a dollar sixty in the futures market right now. Can I please just implore people not to bet on this because you you probably sorry, Paulie. I don't. But you, you have a have a bet, but maybe don't have a bet now because you'll probably get a dollar sixty on the day, won't you? And it, right now, all you're doing is you're potentially putting yourself up to lose your money because it's a futures market. That's how it works, isn't it, Paul? Yeah, future-proof, though. So um, there's a wee bit of insurance there. Uh, and I, I guess the big thing is, uh, will La Creek turn up? Um, if, if that's the case, then you're probably right. You'll probably get around the sixty mark come race day. But if La Creek uh, doesn't turn up, um, I dare say uh, you'll be... You'll get a wee bit shorter, a dollar sixty on Imperatrice in the Tarzino. Well, so. you've still got Dragon Leap in this market is on the third line of betting as the twelve dollar favourite. This is a fascinating market to look at because, from what I'm gathering, Dragon Leap ran definitely well enough that they're going to keep him over there. Maybe look at, I don't know, the Super Rupert Clark or something like that. So. All of a sudden, Helena Baby's the third favourite at twelve bucks. Brando out to twenty ones. Gee whiz, the field falls away. I mean, she's just got to win it in a canter unless La Creek can come back as a, a serious racehorse, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it looks like a wee bit of a match race if La Creek turns up. If not, then Imperatrice. Uh, oh, she might looks, start a dollar thirty. Looks like, looks like she could go around backwards and still win. Yeah, to be honest. And obviously Group 1 races are never like that. But that is quite incredible. I hadn't looked at that field. There you go. You can go have a look at, uh, click on Sport, go to Feature Racing or Racing Feature Races, have a look at the Tarzino. Um, yeah, it's still a 60 favourite, and I guess she was that impressive. She's not going to the Golden Eagle, by the way. She is going to the Empire Rose. If you're also playing in futures markets, um, that'll do huge value for her broodmare status if they can put up an Australian Group 1 there. All right, Paulie, anything else we need to know? 
Uh, don't forget, we've got the uh, tennis back promotion on all the men's and women's singles matches at the US Open. Uh, later on this morning, we've got Emma Rodakanu up against Elise Cornet. Uh, Cornet, the outsider there at around the 225 mark. She has been playing fairly consistently of late. So, possible upset there against Emma Raducanu, who has been up and down over the last few months. Beautiful stuff. Download the TAB app today and get involved. Right, Kempi, 0800 What are you doing today at about 3pm? Well, running it straight with Sammy Hewitt, young Rabs. We're going to be talking to Cam George, the Warriors CEO. He's going to make his way into the SENZ studio and uh, sit down with us for an hour. Whereabouts do you guys reckon you'll sit in the studio? Like, Are we eyeball each other? No, straight across. I don't mind where he sits, really. He can hold my hand if he wants to, Cam. I'm, you know, I'm just going to sit in here and... And talk rugby league, everything Warriors lean into their last game, but also just a little bit of information would be nice to impart from Cam on what he thought this year was really like from his perspective and where we're headed into the future um, with what's been going on this year and, and with all this new blood on the coaching and the playing stuff coming over. So it's going to be a good chat. What are the imperatives Kempi cannot miss with Cam George? Because there are lots. We've heard lots out of the camp this year. They've underperformed. The team has been on the back foot. The club's been on the back foot for a number of years now with COVID. But as far as the performance goes, we need them to be better. What do you need Kempi to ask and Sam to ask of Cam George? Double eight, double three, or 0800 150 811. This is your chance. It's really good of him to come in. Really, really well played and fair play do Cam for making the effort. So let's not waste the opportunity. What do you need to know? Nathan says, I love the AFL, Buddy Franklin, uh, Leo Barry, Mark of the Century. It's the overall game least influenced by refereeing or umpiring decisions, in my opinion. Nathan, you are completely correct. They try to keep the game going fast. And Andrew says, what do I miss? Well, Andrew, maybe we'll talk some more footy before the end of the week because AFL finals are coming up this week. After this, we'll talk some rugby league with you on 0800 150 811, the Kennard's line. 15 away from 9 o'clock now. We are here until 9, then Smithy takes it through to Staffy, and then it is Kempi and Sammy running it straight. We've asked you to come through with your text messages on what you want to know from Cam George, who's in the studio. And look, this is exactly where I would go if I had one thing to ask, and the texts have reflected that. Why was Matt Lodge let go and not made to stay and play out the rest of the season? Why was he paid out? And uh, please ask him regarding the ex-recruitment manager on the Lodge loss and when did the club know he was going to Redcliffe as their recruitment manager. So the older Sullivan Lodge situation seems like a real hot topic for people, Kimby. Uh, Yeah, I think think, um, in part Cam has uh, admitted that 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 recruitment strategy wasn't very um, conducive to the Warriors. Uh, moving forward, and and yeah, we'll let we'll let him uh, explain that today, so that we can hopefully get some clear ground on on the Matt Lodge stuff, along with a, a number of other things. Kempi, what do you want to um, what do you want to get out of this catch up with with Cam George? What is the one thing that you want to um, get a real understanding from Cam um, out of this interview this afternoon? Uh, look, I, I think from my from my point of view, is there's a lot of mana in the name New Zealand, and when you say mm. New Zealand Warriors, like I think that should be part of your strategy moving forward. Like if you're looking 
at the recruitment, the recruitment is really heavily Australian based. Um, there's a number of there's a number of reasons why, and I'm pretty sure Cam's gonna gonna let us know why. But if you're gonna actually build a strategy, it has to be built within this country. And I want to know mm. why the Warriors or where the Warriors are going to be taking that strategy moving forward. Um, and in around three areas for me, which is strategy development, and of course, how do we um, strengthen that through recruitment? Because the recruitment part of it, we should really be sixty to seventy percent New Zealand based and building that depth, that development here in our country and not the other way around when we're trying to fill spots and recruiting heavily from Australia. So that that's probably the big one for me is is that, you know, you've mm. got this name called New Zealand Warriors, but where is the New Zealand and the Warriors? And and do you are we I know there's nine games at Mount Smart this year with the Texas coming through. He says why only nine games? You think um with the NRL with what the Warriors sacrifice might be a few more offerings from other teams, but as the New Zealand Warriors, are we going to get the Warriors, the New Zealand Warriors, in different provinces, different regions around the country? We know we've gone to Mount uh, Wellington, gone to Wellington there. They've come down to Christchurch. Is there going to be more on the cards? Yeah, and that's you know that that's probably the answer. The answer that he hopefully can give us is you know where do you mm. where do you take the game? How do you grow the game nationally? Um, you know what are the competitions looking like in the future? Where does where does the NRL play their part for what you've done over the last three years, and how have you capitalised on I guess some good uh, goodwill that you've created with with staying in Australia and keeping the competition going, and where you're taking that in 2023? And I know that they've got the Jersey flag, Harold Matthews, and a reserve grade team, and something like four million dollars was thrown out at a, at a CEO, coach, and captain chat with the club and fans. Um, but just a little bit more expression on on what does that actually mean for New Zealand? Like, it's okay taking 30 players over to Australia so they can get better game time, but what does it actually mm. mean for New Zealand? Like, the competitions in New Zealand? Or, you know, how do you... how the, See, the, one of the big questions is how do you make a kid choose the Warriors over everyone else? Because we know that every other province is sending their, their kids overseas... And I could name I could name a couple who are probably the best in the world, and Fisher Harris and Joseph Manu, one from the, one from the far north, and one from Tukuroa, and they go over to Australia and they become the best players in the world when we've had them here on our on our back doorstep. So, what what are we doing to fix that issue? Yeah, no, you did right, and, and that's always been the case. Eh, is trying to encourage these players to stay here, and the only way you can do that. Kempi is with results and, and an environment that encourages players to to be a part of it. And I think that's the situation at the moment. I'd love to know, and there's a message come through, hey, Kempi, ask Cam, do you think we should play a small ball, fast style game plan next year? We don't have the size, so why don't we play rapid rugby? We don't have the size. We have to play that high tempo, high game. Well, Fitness. they've got to be fit. They've got to be fit. And they have to have a big preseason. That has been their question mark this year, isn't it, Louis? 20 or 35 minutes, they are good. 
back end they drop off. So fitness plays a huge part in that. And preseason plays a huge part in that. And Kempi going full circle, you already mentioned what, when will Andrew Webster get his hands on this team? That's got to be a great question for Cam. Like, what are your plans to make sure that you're ahead of the bell curve? Because the Warriors, let's be honest, we need 100% on the other teams at the moment. We, we can't be going in with less preparation. Yeah, and you've got to frame your question. So you've got to remember he's a CEO. So although I appreciate you asking about can we play a faster game, he's not the coach. Um, but he is instilling the people that can deliver that. The question is, do you do you have a coach uh, and staff around here that can take the game to the levels and, and the fitness levels that we need to sort of compete and be in the top four? So th- so those questions are fine. And the, the other one about Webster too is I've read that he's going to the World Cup. So we probably, if he does go to the World Cup or whether or not, that's the question I want to ask. Um, have you said to him he can't go to the World Cup? Because he needs to get over here and you know, they'll have a six, six, probably a six-week break before they get ready to go into the preseason. Yep, nice stuff, Kimpy. Matt says, it's a great point. Matt says, can you ask Cam George why the recruitment lead doesn't sit with the head coach? That's something you have banged drum right on, Matt. You've been listening. Don't worry, there'll be loads of recruitment questions. Can you ask Cam if we have any props coming? I've had a look at potential lineup and we're short on quality props. Uh, Adam Fanua Blake, R4, uh, Nakore, and Ale, my match day 23. So where are the props coming from and Patty also how and some of our superstar players going down to this national underage tournament to scout and recruit the best players up and bring them to New Zealand. So using your roster to recruit. Interesting points for everyone on double eight, double three. Smithy isn't far away. We'll catch up with him before we hand it over to him at nine AM. You're listening to SENZ and well done to Southampton scoring a neat win two one over Chelsea. Leeds, Everton still one all into extra time. Fulham beating Brighton 2-1. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.